earnestly offer my respectful obeisances unto your Lord's feet, of which it is worthy to take shelter, because you sour all benedictions on the insignificant, to give all living entities detachment from productivity by realizing you. You have expanded these material worlds by your own energy. Everyone, therefore, whether he desires material enjoyment, liberation, or the transcendental loving service of the Lord, should engage himself, offering obeisances unto the Supreme Lord, because the Lord can award everyone his desired benediction. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord affirms, Ethamam Anyone who desires to be a successful enjoyer in this material world is awarded that benediction by the Lord. Anyone who wants to be liberated from the entanglement of this material world is given liberation by the Lord. And anyone who desires to constantly engage in his service in full Krishna consciousness is awarded that benediction by the Lord. For material enjoyment, he has prescribed so many ritualistic sacrificial performances in the Vedas. And thus, people may take advantage of those instructions and enjoy material life in higher planets or in a or in a novel aristocratic family. These processes are mentioned in the Vedas, and one can take advantage of them. It is similar with those who want to be liberated from this material world. Unless one is disgusted with the enjoyment of this material world, he cannot aspire for liberation. Liberation is for one who is disgusted with material enjoyment. Vedanta Sutra says, therefore, Athatu Brahmajikyansa, those who have given up the attempt to be happy in this material world can inquire about the absolute truth. For those who want to know the absolute truth, the Vedanta Sutra is available. As in Srimad Bhagavatam, the actual explanation of Vedanta Sutra. Since Bhagavad Gita is also Vedanta Sutra, by understanding Srimad Bhagavatam, Vedanta Sutra or Bhagavad Gita, one can obtain real knowledge. When one attains real knowledge, he becomes theoretically one with the Supreme. And when he actually begins the service of Brahman or Krishna consciousness, he is not only liberated, but situated in his spiritual life. Similarly, for those who want to work over material nature, there are so many departments of material enjoyment, material knowledge, and material science are available. And the Lord provides, the person, provides for persons who want to enjoy them. The conclusion is that one should worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead for any benediction. <clears throat> the word Kama Barsam is very significant, for it indicates that he satisfies the desires of anyone who approaches him. But one who sincerely loves Krishna and at once material enjoyment is in perplexity. 
Krishna, being very kind toward him, gives him an opportunity to engage in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. And so he gradually forgets the hallucination. Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam is tapitami and bhutali. Sri Rupam Padarya Padati Swapadartikam. Bandeham Sri Gurasi Uta Padakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamsha. Sri Rupam Sarajatam Sahagaravadanam Vitantam Sajivam. Sarvaitam Sabadutam Parijan Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam. Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sarana Talita Sri Sakantitamsta E Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagapati Gopi Sagopika Kanta Sri Radha Kanta Namastuti Tata Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vimbhavadeshwari Prisabhanamati Devi Pranamami Hari Pri Vancha Kalpataro Vakshurupa Sindo Vyare Mukam karo divachalam pangulam gayate girin Yatripa tamaham bandi sri guru dinatarinam Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Kartama, Muni and Manu, they are glorifying the Lord. Manu is a great, very, very important personality for mankind. Manasa, Manu, coming from the word Manu, Manusya, human being. We have a beautiful Manu Samhita. The compilation of the teachings of Manu, that how a human society should function in different statuses of life. Everyone's duties and responsibilities is very clearly explained and mentioned in that Manu Samhita. Um, now they are talking about the Supreme Lord. They at all causes, what all region at all time, the Supreme Lord is very, very merciful towards the living being. Um, here they are saying that the Lord is very merciful even to the insignificant living being. So here they do not mean that living beings are insignificant. But when the living being come into this material world and try to enjoy separately from the Lord and tries to lord it over the material nature and they forget the Supreme Lord as their ultimate beneficiary, benefactor, when they realize that illusory state of their life and they consider themselves very insignificant, 
because they have forgotten the ultimate goal of life. They have forgotten the Lord because of the illusory potency of the Lord for some time. Now they are awakened from that sleeping state and realize that the Supreme Lord is the greatest of all. He is the real uh, person that can give benediction to everyone. So they themselves consider like very significant personality. But in the Lord's eyes, every living being are equal. He does not discriminate according to one's experience in this material world and behave in that way. Samoham Sarva Bhuteshu I am equal to all the living beings. I do not envy anyone, nor I can with particular one. But he has some condition. If someone completely surrendered to me and try to engage himself in my service, uh, I have become little more inclined towards him. That does not mean he is not interested in somebody else who is not inclined to his service. He is equal to everyone. And this is the knowledge, this is Krishna, this is God. He is always equally manifesting to every living being as Paramatma and then giving us an opportunity all the time, an opportunity to realize that we are um, this, the eternal part and parcel of the Lord and our Parama duty is to engage in His service. But this may not be possible for everyone in this material world because we do have a lot of desires. We do have our own little free will that can drive us into different directions to pursue that dream that we have in our life. We may be finding some happiness engaging in uh, this field or that field or different activities we perform that would believe I become happy by doing so. That is why this world is full of variety. And um, the great Acharyas are explaining that this variegatedness is existing in a spiritual platform also, in a spiritual world also. Otherwise, it becomes like monotonous. If there is no variety of engagement for the soul, if we do always do the same thing, we may be frustrated or we may be losing our interest in performing activities in the same way all the time. But in the material world, uh, Manu, Karma uh, Muni is suggesting to living being, no problem, you have material desires, no worry. You have no interest in God, that's fine. But, still, if you are looking something material, do not go anywhere to find it. Just go to God so that He can give you the benediction. He can bless you with their desires in God. Everyone who have any kind of prayer in their mind or heart, that will not be unaddressed by the Lord. That is why when one is little advanced in spiritual life, 
they become very careful about what they are asking for. Like when we go to the Vrindavan and doing Govardhan Parikrama, uh, devotees always warn the devotees, be careful what you ask because you will get it. You may not realize that coming here, asking some material benefit, you may think it is very good, but that can keep you here in this material world. Uh, like in Parvata Prabhupada says, if one wants to liberation and wants to enjoy the material uh, uh, opulences, then he is in perplexity. That two things they cannot be together, going together, well together. And that makes that makes our life more complex. We have material desires, we do have still some love of God, we want to serve God, and then he has to give what you want, then you get it, you have to enjoy or suffer. Like Rahugana Maharaj owes very nicely uh, taught by Jar Bharata about all these desires of our mind. When Maharaj Rahugana was going to pilgrimage in a palanquin, there were some heavy bodybuilder correct personalities to carry the palanquin. And at some point they had to find someone to replace somebody in that journey. And Jadavarata, who was like a mendicant, who had no at all attachment to this material world, he would completely see seem um, uninterested in this world and he would just do not care about his body, he would not care about people, what they would think about him. He would just wander from here and there. Sometimes he would eat something, whatever he find in the way. Sometimes he go on already for days. Sometimes he just pooping in his own body, not even cleaning. He was in that body uh, that he would not have at all any kind of inclination or desire or attachment to this material world. Jara means uh, very completely gross matter. Jara is like a matter, no consciousness. Jara Bharata, he was very unconscious about this material world. That is why his name became Jodhapur. Before that, he was a great king. Very, very, very great king. Very well, great devotee of the Lord. Somehow he had some kind of attachment with a little living being with a deer, right? We know that story. And Jarabharata was uh, requested to help uh, to carry the palanquin for the king. And he was very much concerned about not harming any living being on the way. He would sometimes jump and take a big leap <coughs> step. And sometimes dancing and then jumping and walking like that. He was such a personality. 
And while carrying the palanquin, when he was not walking very smoothly, he did not care that the, the king is on the palanquin, I should be very careful and do not care about this living being, whatever I step on, no problem. I should be very, very attentive to serve the king. He is a great personality. He did not think that. He just accepted the duty and started walking with his abnormal setting, walking. And at some point, Rahugana Maharaj was a little upset about his jerking in the palanquin that he was not walking properly. Who is this fool? Mr. Mr. Fool is carrying my palanquin. He does not know how to behave with the king. He should walk properly. Remind him who is he? Who am I? <laughs> That's a long story. And Bharat Maharaj was just Atmaram. He was not at all affected by the external words of Rahugana Maharaj. He was just keep walking in the same way he was doing before. And when they stopped the palanquin and tried to give him some lesson, hey, mister, you should know how to walk. We have a king on the palanquin. You should nicely behave. You have you look like very powerful, very strong person, but you do not know how to walk, you do not know the manner. And the king was uh, trying to impress him that he was the king and he should be nicely behaved. Then Bharat Maharaj Bharata started speaking about the reality. What is the position, how a master should behave with the servant, not in this material bodily platform that wants to be a master and instruct the servant. He is talking very deep philosophy about what, who is really who, what is the real position of the living being, how one should be um, behaving in this material world, how the mind that made us think I am this and I am that. This is the biggest burden of the soul. The soul should be free from all this designation, external designations, upadis, man, saman, everything. But as long as we think I am this body, I am this person, I am this one, I am that, I am Indian, I am American, I am rich, I am poor, I am Hindu, I am Christian, all these are real burden for the soul. The soul is not at all like this. And when Rahugana Maharaj heard the beautiful explanation about this science of the soul and he realized within his heart that, oh, this person should not be a, an ordinary person. He should be an Abadhuta. Abadhuta means one who is completely neglectful to this material world and all the time observe in spiritual life of in God. His mind is always in, 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 in the Lord. Completely observe. So then Rahugana Maharaj became very fearful. He was very afraid, very frightened. He thought that I may be offending a, 
great Brahmana who is completely absorbed in Krishna consciousness. He was really feeling so bad about what he spoke to him. And he says, Maharaj says, Rahu tapasanayati nate the king Rahugana owes a saintly king, even though he was saying that I am the king, you do look nicely, but he was also well versed with the spiritual knowledge. So he could immediately realize that the offending a great Vaishnava devotees is not a good. And he says, My dear King Raghuvana, Oh, this is not Raghuvana speaking, this is Jarabhada speaking. My dear King Raghuvana, unless one has the opportunity to smear his entire body with the dust of the lotus feet of great devotees, Um, the literal meaning of putting the dust of the devotees to our body is to receive the instructions of great acharyas and and then follow that instruction, which is the real meaning of smearing our body with the dust, which we can literally also do that. But taking the instructions of the acharya and then keeping in our heart and living a life as per the instructions and so to the humanity that great qualities of devotees is smearing our body with lotus dust. One cannot realize the absolute truth. <coughs> you may be a great pandit, great scholar, a great philosopher, but if you have not followed the great devotees, um, then you cannot realize the absolute truth. One cannot realize the absolute truth simply by observing celibacy, brahmacharya. Strictly following the rules and regulations of householder life. Leaving home as a banaprastha, accepting sannyasa or undergoing severe penances in winter by keeping oneself submerged in water or surrounding oneself in summer by fire and the scorching heat of the sun. There are many other processes to understand the absolute truth, but the absolute truth is only revealed to one who has attained the mercy of a Great devotee. This is very great statement from Jarabharata in Bhagavatam, Canto 5. And then Ramakara Maharaj immediately realized that this is not the way to behave with a great uh, Vaishnava devotee of the Lord, and he felt so sorry for him. And then uh, he realized his mistake. So, um, this world, we 
desires, as uh, Ridhananda Maharaj said last night, that we cannot reject completely the demand of this physical body. When we have this body, when we are in this material world, we do have desire that body needs. One cannot completely reject and then try to act in complete spiritual platform that may not be possible to progress, you know, to attain that state at once. We may have to go sometimes stepwise, step by step. That is why in Vedas, Prabhupada says that there are so many ritualistic sacrifices mentioned in the Vedas that doing which living being can fulfill their desires in a rightful way. Krishna knows that once the living being is separated from him and come to this material world, he has desire that desire was the, the first thing that they got the separation because of the desire. And in order to fulfill that desire, Krishna revealed the Vedas in which so much guidelines are given to mankind and following which they can attain higher planetary system and enjoy long duration of life with material opulences and also can take birth in novel aristocratic family and enjoy their life. And when we just start performing the action, the karma and the will, time of the will of the time, then we create our own destiny in different life, in different body. And that destiny, that karma that we have performed in our past life is forcing us to accept material body without our desires, according to what we have done. And we experience different kind of bodies. As long as the mind rules us, when the mind covers the spirit soul and makes us the disciple of him, then we keep going in this world, desiring so much in our mind. Mana eva manusyanam, karam bandha moksheya. The mind alone is the cause of liberation and the bondage. So as long as this mind is not trained to turn to Krishna, then uh, we always become the victim of our pity mind and then we suffer or enjoy because mind always impels us to perform either pious activities or impious activities and when their actions are performed then you cannot avoid the result when somebody is thinking to commit a suicide from jumping from the roof of a tall building before jumping, he can decide whether I do jump or not. Once he jumps, he cannot decide whether I have been injured or not. That is not in his hand. But he can control or he can stop the action of jumping from the tall building. But the result that comes after is not in his hand, not in his control. 
So in biology also, um, there is a beautiful verse which also says that Akamo Sarvakamo Ba Mokshakamo Daradi Tibrena Bhakti Yogena. What is the last part? Yajeta Purusham Param. Yajeta Purusham Param. Akamo, you have no desires, or Kamova, you are full of desires. That does not make any difference. Or you are looking for liberation, that's fine. No problem. It's not bad to have desires. Or it's not bad not to have desires. Or if you are looking for liberation, that's all fine. Because in conditional state, the soul experiences all kind of these things in one's life. Akamo sarvakamava mokshakamu daradi tibrena bhakti yogena yeta purusam param. But if you approach the Supreme Lord with whatever desire you have and perform this bhakti yoga, tibrena means very speedy emotional activities. Tibragati means fast speed. So bhakti yoga has that power that all these bad desires that can keep you in this material world can be dried, fried, fried, dried, and no longer they exist in devotional activities. They no longer exist. They disappear. And only the desire to love God manifests and they become strong and stronger and stronger. And then you develop unflinching faith. And then none of these external material things can affect you. And you become a sincere devotee soul, always seeing Krishna everywhere. Sarvam samai pasyati. Imam pasyati sarvatra. Sarvam samai pasyati. That qualification comes in you. Krishna said, one who sees me in everywhere and sees everywhere me. In everything, see me. And see me in everywhere, in everything. This one, Krishna. Krishna, he is all in all. Then our mind uh, no longer can trick us or cheat us. We no longer become Manuratena. We no longer ride the chariot of our mind and then explore this world and then thinking that I am the great, I can enjoy my life, I am the God, God is dead, all these nonsense thoughts disappear from the mind. And then instead of mind, we, we connect in a hridi, sunni bisto hridaya in the heart. We no longer connected from our mind, we are in heart, connection to God. Transformation takes place with the information of God. But material knowledge, you have so much information, 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 no transformation. You still remain a fool after collecting so much knowledge in this material world. And if you are not getting spiritual knowledge from this real sources, we remain under the sun all the time. And then oh, we suffer, we suffer, we suffer. Prabhupada's desire was to save people from suffering and he wanted to save this world 
by spreading his knowledge. And his mission, his plan was not only talking about the God, about the message of the God, but giving that knowledge in the form of a book to everyone so that they can have it and at home all the time, anytime they can go through the lines and then they realize that, yes, we need it. I am suffering because of my own ignorance. There is no one really responsible for my suffering. I am the only one that I am creating my own sufferings or enjoyment. So we are doing that novel work still now today in the form of book distribution and helping people uh, coming to God. We may not have that desperate desire to save people, but even though with our little interest, if we distribute books without having that pure desire to help living beings, uh, that books will please them. The books will save them from the greatest danger of the future world. If anybody read the book, if I take book, I just keep it in self, but if somebody else come and get it, but they will benefit. These books are none different, than, none different from deity form. Once they go to somebody's house, you will remember that you think that Krishna is in their house. And now, the rest of the thing will be done by Krishna. Okay, we will stop here. Um, if you have any question, comment, or concern, thirst, please. Yeah, I don't, it, it seems from this verse, that the that spiritual life or attaining Krishna uh, is not possible with material life or material wealth. So a part of my question is, um, are they mutually exclusive? Uh, and then also, I've seen many devotee families that do have wealth, and they're some of the nicest and most dedicated. Um, and then also. So if we have such consciousness 
And if we have some desire to accumulate more and more, and that, that desire binds us, and with such desire, it is hard to go to God. That is why Kunti Maharani says in the Bhagavatam that when one is completely disgusted with all the opulences in this material world, even though all these opulences are the opulences of God, if they are properly used in proper way, then that can make you another great devotee. Like we have our devotee uh, Ambarisha Prabhu, he, hold, he owned the Ford Motor. Now he has used, used his uh, property, his money, building a temple in Mayapur, the biggest temple of the world, very planetarium. So somehow he was very lucky now, fortunate that Prabhupada made him a devotee and he realizes that whatever wealth I have, if I do not use it for Krishna's service, then it will have no use. Now even being having so much material opulences, he's a devotee. So what kind of desire we have? We, we, we want to use it for God or we want to enjoy it for ourselves? That makes the difference. So having material opulences and do not awake that spiritual consciousness, the dormant love that we have, we always remain in this material world. We cannot oppose God. But if we are fortunate enough, if we receive the blessings from great devotees and then we decide to utilize that wealth in his service, huh, then that's the best. Yes, Prabhu. Like what you said about the, um, well, all books, I guess, of devotional service, but Sri Bhagavatam is like non different from the deity form. So my question is. Can one be satisfied? Like, we say somebody has material desires. Can they gain satisfaction simply by studying Srimad Bhagavatam? Will reading and studying and even chanting or just studying Srimad Bhagavatam, will it extinguish or satisfy even those material desires, even if they're not being properly fulfilled in the way that somebody would suspect or anticipate that they should be fulfilled? Uh, Simar Bhagavatam is the conclusion, a real explanation of Vedanta Sutra. It talks about the Supreme Lord, how the living being in a pure state of consciousness should act, and how should one establish the relationship with the Supreme Lord. So, if one comes to contact with the Simar Bhagavatam, and which is not different from God, and that person also has the same personality of God within his heart as a Paramatma. Even though he has material desires and in order to fulfill the desire if you read Bhagavatam, so Krishna switches desires from material to spiritual. And then gradually he fulfills his desire in a way that he can become more advanced, more elevated. That Krishna knows that exactly how that has to be done. Sometimes he make him completely bereft of all the mental opulences. Sometimes he give him a lot. So he knows at what is needed for the person. It may not be like I am buying Bhagavatam, I am going home and start reading and I get money every month as a word from God. It may not be acting in that way. 
But God knows what we need. He is the maintainer of the whole world. Vishwambaru. Azanulambita bhujokana kabadato. Sankirtanaika pitaro kamalaya taksho. Vishwambaru. Yugadaru. Yugadharma palau. Bande jagat priyakaro. Karunavataru. Chaitanya Bhagavat explains about the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Ajahnulamita Bhujao, his Bhuja hands are very tall, long, his great big figure, big personality. Kanakabhadato, Sankirtanaya Pitaro, you are the father of the Sankirtan movement. Kamalaya Taksho, his eyes are like lotus eyes. Vishwambharau Yudharau You are the maintainer of the whole world You are the maintainer of the Brahmana Bande Jagat Priyakarau You are the well-wisher of this whole world All the living beings So when someone approaches that personality Through the Bhagavatam Now you think Will he become the raft of his blessing? It will be supply everything, whatever it is. So, the blessing from Krishna comes in different form. It's not always the way that we want. It comes the way he wants. And that benefits us more than we Anything else? Sima Bhagavatam ki jai. Sila Prabhupada ki jai. Sama Veda, Gaurav Bhakta Prindaki jai. Gaurav Prindaki jai.